Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at www.cwcsj.org for service times and directions. 2 Peter 1, if you will, 2 Peter, the first chapter, the 19th verse. Um, uh, go visit the table. It will bless you. <laughs> It'll bless you. Buy it for you. Buy it for your mama, your daddy. Everybody get caught. You got two cars. Buy it for two cars. You know? You got some coworkers at home, at work? At work? Buy it for them too. <laughs> Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So you sow, you reap. Praise God. It says this in the word. It says, we have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed. <clears throat> As unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arises in your hearts. Father, we love you today. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. We ask you to move in this place Stand up, King Jesus, and do what you do best. Oh, God, we love you. Allow us to eat from the bread of heaven until we want no more, Jesus. We love you today in Jesus' name. Amen. I love me some Jesus. I love him some Jesus. Y'all love y'all some Jesus. Listen, um, I'm, I titled this message, um, It's Bigger Than You Think. Tell somebody it's bigger than you think. What God is doing in your life is bigger than you think. What God is going to do in your life is bigger than you think. What he's already done is bigger than you think. When you begin to think about the stuff that you've done already, I love the Amplified Bible in, um, in, in Isaiah 1 and, 1 and 6. It starts off and it says that, that there, was no, there was no remedy in the house of God. There was no soundness in the body, no one to bind it up. But then if you go down to 1 and 9, it says, but uh, except the Lord left a remedy of survivors in the house, we would all been cast away and I'm not talking to just people here that that um that are just uh walking in the midst of I'm not just talking to people that are just walking like zombies I'm talking to people that are survivors that you're sitting next to somebody that survived that that yeah you might have diabetes but you're not dead you're a survivor you you're still here you you're looking at somebody right now if I told you my testimony you probably look at me crazy because I'm a survivor God had God I didn't really understand why he brought me where he brought me I'm not true too sure why he's doing what he's done but I'm so glad that I survived but I, I gotta I gotta I don't want to stop there because I'm not in survival mode I'm in dominion mode I'm not in a survival mode I'm not gonna just get by any longer yeah I made it out but yeah I'm glad I made it out so now I'm gonna get more the scripture says that it is bigger. The scripture, the, scripture, the scripture said that we got a word, a sure word, something that we have no doubt in. We have a sure word of prophecy that we hold on to. And he says, you do well to take heed to. You do well to take heed to what the word of God says. So everybody in here got a word on them. God promised you he was going to bring in your family. Even if you say, well, God, I never got a prophecy. There's 66 books in here. You get a word. Get one. Just pick one, please. And say, this is my word for today. This is my word for this month. I've been confessing over my life for the past couple of months now. I've been confessing. The Bible says that God is concerned with the prosperity of the righteous. And I've been, I've been confessing that over my life. Because I believe that if God is concerned with my prosperity, God, then you got to do some more. 
<laughs> you ain't do some more work, God. And so I refused to be, I refused to move into 2014 the same way I was in 2013. So I got a word and I'm taking heed to the word that God watches over me. God is watching over me to perform a good work, that he will perfect those things which concern me. Now understand something. He said we have a, a, a more sure a word, so we need to take heed to it. What we have to do is, it's, 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 it's kind of like, it's kind of like, like, you you got to um uh you got to begin to uh, uh imagine if you will let me let me say it like this i'm trying to trying to just trying to hear god in this you you got to imagine if you will what the word is so, so so let's say like 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 god said he's going to uh he's going to bless your family he's going to bring all your all your your lost loved ones in so you got to begin to imagine your your family. You got to imagine Ray Ray and, and Luis and Juanito and them already saved. You got to imagine them at, at, at sitting at the dinner table. You ought to already imagine that. So so because if you don't see it before you see it, you'll never see it. Let me say that again. If you don't see what God promised you before you see it, then you'll never see it. Because the, 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 the manifestation of the promises of God are based upon the fact that I believe God's going to do everything he said he was going to do. So you got to kind of imagine the word. God, you said this, so I guess you're going. It's bigger than you think. Go to Genesis 30. I want to tell you a story. What 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 um what mess what messes me up is that the, I can't it, it, God goes super beyond um what I can even imagine what I can even fathom. God is is so dope in that. I believe that God is going to do. This is a season, bro, of stupid miracles. I didn't say this in the first service, but I'm gonna say it in this service. God is going to do stupid miracles. You know what the stupid miracles are? The stupid miracles are the ones that you you be like you be like. Well, I was walking to go get on the bark, and somebody walked up to me and was like, I don't know you, but I feel like I'm supposed to write you out a check. And then they write you out a check, and you're like, and then you're like, that's a lot of money. And then you put, and so then, but it's legit. And then you go, it's a legit check, you know. And then you, and then, you know, then you go, when you're on your way to the bank to put it in there, because you you like, I cancel all my plans. I'm going to the bank, cash this check now. And you're on your way to the bank and somebody honked their horn and say, I don't know, I had a dream about you, I want to buy you a car. I don't know, and then they pay it. You know, I know that's that crazy right there. You be like, you you look at you listen to hear something like that, you be like, that's crazy. I'm talking about stupid miracles that that when you say it, people be like, You lying. I want God to do something so crazy in my life, it'd be like, You lying. Stupid miracles that people just be dumbfounded by how God did it. The, the wisdom, the mysteries of God is God getting stuff done and you don't know how he did it. God doing stuff in your life and you don't know how he did it. You don't know why he fixed it. You don't know how. You, don't, you even look at the mystery of salvation. Some of us wasn't, wasn't thinking about God. We was on the club. We was in the club dancing. We was rolling up blunts. We was drunk. We was strung out. And God called us out of our mess. And I don't even know why he saved me. It's God doing stuff and you don't know how. Watch this, Genesis 30. I got to go, I got to go. Genesis 30, verse 22. It says, and God remembered Rachel, and God hearkened to her, and opened her womb. And she conceived and bare a son, and she said, God has taken away my reproach. She called his name Joseph, and said, the Lord shall add to me another son. 
So let me tell you the story about Jacob and Rachel because this is very, 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 very awesome story. Jacob goes and works for his uncle Laban, and he's he he wants to uh, he's he's he wants he sees Rachel, and he's like, dang, Rachel's fine. You ever see that girl? And it seemed like everything slowed down, and the music started playing. Isn't she lovely? Isn't she wonderful? And the wind's blowing, you know. Her hair's blowing in the wind. And you're like, oh, man, that's her right there. And so as that's happening, as that's happening, J- Jacob sees Rachel and is like, that's her. So he works seven years. He said, you want her, you got to work seven years. He worked seven years. The night of the wedding, he pulled an okey-doke. I'm not sure how you do this. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm so confused, Pastor Matt, because how on the wedding day, on the wedding night, you don't know this ain't the one. I don't know. So he wakes up the next morning. He's like, oh, man, you tricked me. So he works seven more years for, for, for Rachel. He gets Rachel. The Bible says that Jesus tells a parable about, he said the man finds a pearl and he knows what the worth of the pearl. He'll go to his house, sell everything he has because he knows it's worth. When you, when, you, when you have that beautiful woman, when you have that beautiful woman, you'll sell everything you have for her, wouldn't you? You'll give everything you would. Brothers, you better say amen if your wife's sitting next to you. You better say, yeah, I will give anything, everything. Just don't mess with football, right? I don't watch football, so I don't care. <laughs> I try to throw that out there for y'all. <laughs> so he was willing to do anything for, he was willing to do anything for Rachel. But here's the problem. Now, the one that he wants can't give him kids. Leah, on the other hand, every time he lay down with Leah, Leah get pregnant. Leah get pregnant. Every time he lays, he sleep with her, she get pregnant. So can you imagine how this is? This, they, 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 own, they got tents. They don't got houses. They got tents. And they own the plot and they own the land. And every time he's, so you can just imagine, like, he loves Rachel. He's like, Leah, but Leah give me babies. Let's go a little further in the story. So Leah gives him, Leah, Rachel can't have kids. And so Rachel, um, she, Reuben has got out in the fields one day and Reuben finds some mandrakes. And mandrakes are a fertility drug, a fertility, a fertility, a root. And, uh, and so she, she gives, she, she, she kind of pimps Jacob out. Kind of says, yo, Jacob. Okay, Leah, listen. Reuben found some, uh, Reuben found some, uh, uh, some mandrakes. So give me the mandrakes and I'll let you have Jacob. So what she does. So Jacob sleeps with her. She gets the mandrakes. When she gets the mandrakes, she gets her, God op- remembers her. She opens up her. He opens up her womb. She has Joseph. Now, let's talk about what this means. Now, Leah, God, uh, Jacob is a type of God. Uh, just, 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 just walk with me on this. Jacob is like God. Okay, he, he's the he's the uh, the giver. He's the giver. Now, Jacob loved Rachel, but Rachel. Wasn't getting nothing. Now Leah is like the person that uh, Leah's like that person to come to church, barely. And every time they come, they get blessed. You, 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 you. We represent Rachel, you know. Unless there's some Leahs in here. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> I ain't seen you in a while. <laughs> Listen, we got Rachel. <laughs> you got, you got Rachel. 
Rachel, she, she come on Tuesday night prayer. She had Wednesday night Bible study. She sing on the praise team. Now, you know, that's you. You on, you in every event. You set up, you tear down, you mow Pastor Dan's lawn. You, you take, you take his wife shopping. You go out to eat. You do all this stuff. And guess what? You come up short every time. Like, I can't get nothing. I can't even get a free lunch. What's up with this? And then Leah, she come in the church. That, that, they come into church uh, um, every six months. They get a new house. They get a new car. They get a new job promotions. They making more money. You lose your job, and they get a job. you like, so then you think, maybe, it's, maybe I'm doing something wrong. I, I still, you start serving more. You start giving more, and you lose out even more. You're like, what's going on? And so that's kind of the way it was. Jacob loved Rachel, but Rachel wasn't getting nothing. But Leah, he was like, I love her, but, you know, she ain't the one I want. And they get him blessed. But what's interesting is that us as Christians, a lot of times we measure our success or whether or not we measure our, the will of God based upon the success of our situation. So we say that I'm in the will of God uh, whether or not I'm successful, but that's not how you measure it. You measure the will of whether or not you're in the will of God based upon the peace you have in your life. Because you can be successful because we got the creative nature of God in us. So you can be in the desert and cause a stream to come up. You don't have to be in the will of God to do that. You understand what I'm saying? Because you got, you, got, you got Bill Gates that don't serve the Lord, but he's successful. Does it mean he's in the will of God? Mm, so we got to go a little deeper than that. The will of God is the peace of God. Now, in, understand something about understanding that I understand that I'm in, the, I'm in the will of God based upon the peace in my life. I can be in the midst of the storm, but God has to tell peace to be still. The storm, peace. Be still. If you read it, Matthew four, uh, Mark four, he tells he tells the storm to be still. He says, "Peace, be still." But Jesus is asleep on the boat, but he's in the will of God because the next chapter he go, they go on the shores of Gadara and cast out a demon, and as they cast out this demon, the disciples couldn't do it because they didn't have peace. When you're in the will of God in your life, you can be in the middle of a storm but be able to sleep on the boat. Because the storm is, doesn't, doesn't mean that, I, that God is mad at me. The storm means God is getting me ready for something greater. Rachel couldn't have babies not because God was mad at her. God said, I have to close your womb up because it's not time yet. Because when it's your time and your turn, it's going to be bigger than you think. I wish I had half a church right there. When God does what he's going to do in your life, it's going to be bigger than you think. It's going to be bigger than you think. It's going to be greater than you ever imagined. God don't know how to just do, do small stuff. We can't just be satisfied, you know, with the rain falling on the just as well as the unjust. No, he don't do that. He do something like this. He'll have a hurricane come. And everybody house on the block get towed up but yours. And everybody like, well, what you do? I'm a son of the most high God. It's the way it is. Let's go. Let's go. So the mandrakes. Now the Bible says that, that, that the Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But then it says, without faith, it is impossible. Hebrews 11 and 6. It is impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is. 
Now, the problem that we have in church is that we can't, go, we can't move beyond anything. We can't move into perfection. We can't move into greater things because we can't, we can't get the foundation right. God is real and he exists. Because this is what happens. Six months into our salvation, we go, oh, I just don't know if he's going to do it. I just don't know if God's real. And then we, then, then we serve him again. And then we, then we well, I just don't know. Um, maybe maybe he's going to do it. Maybe he ain't. I, I don't know. Maybe he's God. Maybe I'm an atheist today. I ain't got time for this. You can't move on into perfection because you haven't established that he is. Because he has to be God whether he pay your bills or not. He has to be God whether or not you keep your job or not. Because he's not God of your job. He's God of your life. When I gave him my life, I didn't give him just, okay, God, you can have my, you can have my life as long as they get, let me keep my job. You can, have, you, can, you can have my life as long as I keep my health. You got to understand that even if my health fails, he's still God. Because God is not based, my faith in God is not based on what he does for me. My faith in God is based on who he is. And so when she begin, now when Rachel begin to add these mandrakes, this is her adding faith to her life. She says, whether or not the mandrakes work, I don't care anymore. I just got to do something. And I don't know what you got going on in your life, but the thing that you got to do is you got to add some faith to the word that God gave you. She knew that the mandrakes was the answer. You got to know that faith is the answer. Let me keep going here because as soon as Rachel laid down with Jacob now, the Bible says God remembered God. I, got, I feel like this is somewhere in this area. This is a word for somebody in this area. God has not forgotten about you. What is the first three, the first four lines says, and God remembered Rachel. Feeling the situation that God forgot about you. Let's talk about the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because they they are in the front. They do everything right. They do everything right, y'all. They don't bow. They don't. They they say throw us in the fire. They got oh they got ghetto and hood on. Throw us in the fire then. What's up? Cause you do what you gotta do. We gonna turn it on hotter. We'll turn it on hotter because the God we serve is able. And even if he don't, he still ain't gonna bow. Do what you gotta do. Now check this out. They did all of that, and God didn't show up until they went in the fire. You got to understand that sometimes you're going to go through the fire, then he show up. Because if he pulled you out just because you called on him, that doesn't necessarily mean, oh, well, 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 he called, I called on him and he showed up. Then you get in trouble again. I called him, he showed up. What God does, he says, I'm going to let you go through. So now you get a revelation of who I am in this situation but check this out because this thing blesses my heart because i'm gonna go back to joseph but check this out the bible says the bible says says that that it didn't say that shadrach meshach and abednego saw the fourth man in the furnace but everybody else did when god does what he gonna do in your life 
Everybody else going to see it. You might not see it. So I'm going to tell you right now, as a, as a man of God, I already see greater. I already see bigger. I already see what God is going to do, even though you don't see it. And I want you to understand something. When Nebuchadnezzar saw the fourth man in the fire, he said, give these brothers everything they want. That's a word for you because there's somebody standing next to you. Nebuchadnezzar ain't saved and gave them increase. You're going to walk in places and people are going to see not necessarily just Matt, but they're going to see the God that, that comes with Matt. And they're going to say, I don't know why, but here, take this, take this, take this. Take. You understand what I'm saying? Let me, let me bring it home. When Rachel, God, I love you to death. When Rachel had Joseph, now she couldn't have, she couldn't have Joseph before Reuben. She couldn't have had Joseph before, before, uh, for, for all, none of them. Uh, Gan, Gad, whatever. There's a lot of kids, man. They got a lot of kids, man. She couldn't, uh, Nephtali, she couldn't have it before. And she had to have Joseph at a, at a precise time. Because watch this. If Joseph was the firstborn, he would have never gotten, went in the pit. See, let me, just, let, me say, let me just say it like this. If you would have never got, if that man would have never cheated on you, you would have never ended up where you are today now. And see, you were stuck in the fact that he cheated on you or you was this and, they got, and you was all hurt and depressed the fact that all of this happened. But it was the timing of God. Because it was some people that left your life that made you get yourself together and look at you are today. You sit next to a beautiful woman or, or a handsome man because of the people that left your life. Thank God they left because you got this one now. <laughs> Shondo, right? Listen, so Joseph ends up in the prison, but it's God's will. He ends up in the pit. It's God's will. He ends in Potiphar's house, Potiphar's house, wife, tar, tar, China. Whoo. And he ends back up in the prison. Guess what? God's will. Because if he would have came at any other time, he wouldn't have been able to prophesy to the king. The Bible says that he's laid affliction on, he laid us in the net and laid affliction on my loins. He's caused men to ride on my heads, but he's brought me out into the places of abundance. Understand, when God took Joseph from, from the pit to the prison to the palace... He said, I got to do this at this precise time because even, even, even with the way the, 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 the sun and the moon and the galaxies and everything, the famine was coming. So God had to line up the solar system. You understand what God is doing to bless you? He putting people in place. You got a sure word. He's putting people in place you don't even know. Ten years from now, he's put, so he's giving people a creative idea to make money to fund your project. You don't even know what he's, that's the mysteries of God. God getting stuff done that you don't know how. So he's working. He said, I got to get this king because I got to, and so I got to have um, Jupiter and Saturn in a certain place so it blocks the sun or so it can cause a drought in this place so when the drought happens here, the, he's working out stuff. And so we're sitting up like Rachel, like, well, God, when is it me? When is it going to be my turn? As soon as we add faith to our life, God starts opening up our womb and we start giving birth to something greater than ourselves. But even after we give birth to it, it might not be much. And we sit there, we say, well, it ain't much. He ain't did nothing. He talking about he going to be great. He talking about he going to be great. Better than us. We going to be bowing to him. That's what, the, that's what they said, right? 
And he ends up in the prison and end up in the palace, end up in the pit, but he ends up in the palace. Now check this out. 500 years later, they still, now, man, check this out, y'all. 500 years later, God tells Moses to go tell Pharaoh to let my people go. When they get, when they get, uh, when they, when, when they get there now, this is 400 years later, they get there now, they're, they're, they're walking out of Egypt. The Bible says that God told the Israelites to borrow from the Egyptian neighbors. You know what they was borrowing? Everything <laughs> that, everything that Joseph had stored up for them 400 years before they even existed. Do you understand that the Bible says that a just uh, that a righteous man or a just man leaves an inheritance for his children's children? So you understand this, that what God is going to do for me ain't just for me. It's for my lineage. It's for my heritage. It's for where I'm going. It's for when I'm dead and gone. My great, great, great grandkids going to say, granddaddy had a legacy. Granddaddy left a legacy. Do you understand that it's bigger than you? It's bigger than you think that God is going to do something in your life that's so stupid, that's so crazy, that's so, that everybody's going to be like, I don't understand how you did it. I don't understand why he did it. I don't understand why he did it either. All I know is that when I believe what he said he did exactly what he said my God I wish somebody would praise God on that because he's a word keeping God he will do what he said he will he's gonna do what he said my God. Oh, can we just take 30 seconds and praise God because he's going to do exactly what. Where's the band then? Can we just praise God because he's going to do it? Where's the band then? Come, come, can we? Let me get a little help. You got to praise him on this right there. You've been waiting. You've been waiting on a word. You've been waiting for your family to get life. I came to tell you all the way from Manteca that God is going to do exactly what he said. I'd have had this one planned. The Bible says God is able to do exceeding abundantly. Just give me a power cord. Just give me a. The Bible says this. Okay. I'm gonna take, oh, don't, take, don't take me to worship. Take me to church now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, the Bible says, the Bible says God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Now we stop there. Pastor Dan, it says, according to the power that works in me. Now what that is, is the word of God is power. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. So he says, he says that God is only going to do it according to the power or the word wait a minute according to the word that's at work in my life do you understand what that means so God gave you a promise and so as long as you stand on that word and believe on that word he's going to do exceeding abundantly above all that you could ask or think according to the word that's at work down down inside of you So can we praise him because there's a word at work inside. Praise him because he's about to do greater. 
You gotta praise him. You gotta praise him. You gotta praise him. Listen, we're gonna, I wanna, we're gonna pray, we're gonna come to the altar right here. But before we get there, we gotta, we gotta, I believe. I believe that the next, give me, give me a, I believe our next big, our next big move, our next big, our next big, big thing is happening, but it's based on you believing and receiving this word, that no matter what 2013 brings, I'm going all the way, no matter what comes my way. If I got to sleep on the boat in the middle of a storm, I will, but I'm not getting off the boat. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes. Listen, Peter is the only disciple that could say, when I got back in the boat. Because everybody else said, I think that's Jesus. Peter said, okay. I'm going to go see. Now, we talk about the fact that he, he, he lost focus and he fell. But Jesus picks him up. Now, how did they get back in the boat? They walked back onto the walked on the water to get back into the boat, right? Now everybody could be like, oh man, there he go talking about Peter. Peter walked on water. Well, everybody, everybody, everybody uh, you know, gritting on Peter because Peter walked on the water. But he's like, at least I did it. Well, you drowned though, but I walked. You didn't do nothing. God didn't give you a word. You might not know if it's God or not. Step out the boat. I dare you just trust him. When you can't trace him. So here, you got to praise him on this. For 30 seconds, let's just lift up a shout of praise. Because God is going to do exceeding abundantly above all. Yeah! 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 yeah. God's going to do it! invite you to the altar we want to seal this word that is greater it's going to do bigger I want to invite you to the altar you say pastor this word was for me I want to pray with you I want to the, the team wants to pray for you the, altar, the altars are open it's bigger than you think it's bigger than you think what it's going to do is bigger than you think you, you, you haven't seen nothing yet you ain't seen nothing yet man of God you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. God ain't done. God ain't done with you. You ain't seen nothing yet. Greater, 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 greater. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at www.cwcsj.org.